It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Peerless Boilers, America's best-built boilers. Bud Light, keep it crisp. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. River Spring Health, call 800-56-SENIOR. And brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. For special offers, visit mbusa.com slash winter event. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadow. So glad you could join us as we are recapping another heartbreaking loss for the Giants as they fall to the Eagles 23-17 in overtime. As the Giants now have lost nine in a row that matches a franchise record that was set back in 1976 when the Giants lost nine games in a row. They have also lost now 10 of their last 11 to the Eagles, including six straight, as Philadelphia scored 20 unanswered points in the second half to make it a 23-17 ball game. We are now awaiting head coach Pat Shermer at the podium, but in the meantime, we bring in John Schmelk, who is also awaiting locker room reaction. Let's actually head to Pat Shermer at the podium. The game obviously got away from us at the end. Uh, credit them. They did a good job. They controlled the ball on us uh, in the second half, and uh, you know, we didn't do enough to stay on the field. I think that's the story uh, of the second half uh, with the lead that we jumped out to. So... Take your questions. Pat Darius was only targeted twice yeah. in the second half, had like five catches on six targets in the first yeah. half. Uh, why get away from him? Or what were they doing differently? We, we didn't get away from him. You know, we didn't, we didn't stay on the field, so you don't get a chance to run as many plays as you like. But we weren't trying to get away from him. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say they did anything to, to take him away. Because I just wanted to make sure that they were going to punt us the football there. You're talking about at the very end of the game? Yeah, I wanted to see what they were going to do. I wanted to make sure they – I wanted them to punt us the ball and see if we could make a play. Was there anything that the defense did differently? No, they had the same mix of coverages, I would say. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't execute well enough to stay on the field, especially on third down. I have no thoughts on that. Uh, you know, we lost the game tonight, and I think that's what we're talking about. Um, unfortunately, that's uh, our reality right now, and I have no thoughts on that other than the fact that we lost the game tonight. Eli, in the first half, um, you kind of talked about what, what you were doing well. Yeah, I thought, I thought we executed in the passing game pretty well. You know, we were making plays, and we were actually getting, you know, explosive plays. Slayton had the two touchdowns. Um, and, you know, we were trying to still keep going with that and, and blend in the run, but we just didn't convert on enough third downs to stay on the field. What about it? Uh, we didn't get it launched. And I think the quarterback got face masked, actually, but we didn't get it launched, and I don't think it was protected or great either. Thought he battled. He did. Uh, he did a lot of good things. Can you expect 
we're going to play this thing week to week. We'll see. Uh, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. Uh, yeah, I, I do. But we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? You got a lot of tough ones for me today. All right, here we go. <laughs> just two? Yeah. I guess this is obviously tough on you. Yeah. What, what are your emotions in this team in a season that you've probably never experienced anything? No, I, you're, you're right. I mean, when, when you lose like this and you lose in tough competitive games like this, um, you know, it's hard. You know, I think it's, it's different than when, when you get blown out or, or something really bad happens throughout the game. But our guys fought really, really hard, and um, they did a good job of beating us here at the end. And um, those of us that are here won a lot of games before we got here, and we just got to fight through it and do the very best we can to just keep going and keep, you know, even though the results aren't where we want it and we're not, we, we don't have an opportunity to go beyond the next three games, we got to do everything in our power to make those games as meaningful as possible, and that means get wins. Ties a franchise record? Yeah, it's it's not something you want to be a part of. That's what I think. Anything else? All right. Go ahead. Well, we didn't convert on third downs. You know, I, I think that was that was the big thing. And then they did a very, very good job of controlling the ball on us. They had a couple of really, really long drives that, that don't allow you to get back out there. And um, defense battled. We found a way to get you know ahead. Um, and we just didn't finish the game strong enough on either side of the ball. That was head coach Pat Shermer's press conference brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. For special offers, visit mbusa.com slash winter event. Pat Shermer was mentioning the struggles on third down. The Giants were 2 of 12 on third down in this contest, and that obviously was a huge issue, specifically in the second half. To put things in perspective, the Giants ran 20 plays in the second half. They picked up just 30 yards. They had six possessions in the second half. They had just two first downs. This was a true tale of two halves tonight in Philadelphia, and it adds up to a 23-17 loss in overtime. We'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll get more locker room reaction from the players. We'll get into the full statistics, and we'll get to your phone calls a little bit later on. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. We are back here in the locker room in Philadelphia. Giants fall to the Philadelphia Eagles in overtime. Now we're joined by Giants quarterback Eli Manning, brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Eli, second quarter, offense was rolling. You guys going to halftime, leading 17-3. to What changed offensively for you guys in the second half where you just couldn't get it going? Yeah, just, uh, you know, just didn't convert on some third downs. Um, you know, had a sack. Had just, you know, just... Thing came down to third downs. We, you know, ran the ball pretty good, and and uh, you know we get a first down kind of early in some drives, but just couldn't sustain anything. Couldn't make the big plays we hit earlier, and uh, you know they were playing a little bit more zone and and softer and taking away some things, and we just weren't able to uh, consistently drive the ball. Is that just an execution thing on your part rather than anything that they did to you guys defensively? 
Well, I mean, I think they had a you know they had a good plan. They mixed up some things, gave some you know different looks. They've been running, but um, you know just a combination. Of sometimes they had some good calls, or got you know they made good plays, and and um, you know we just you know sometimes we you know we didn't execute uh, as well as we needed to. What was going so well for you guys in the second half once you got things going? In uh, the second quarter, I think. Um, you know, just hit a couple big plays. You know, obviously hit the slant, had a third down conversion, hit a slant to Slayton that, that he made a guy miss and scored, and then, you know, hit a go route to him the next drive, and then uh, had a little two-minute drive, and I think they busted a coverage and hit another go route for the touchdown. So just, you know, um, you know, I thought we had good first down production where we were getting eight yards and then running on second down. So you're getting, you know, just first down, second down, first down. And, and that's, you know, that's obviously the best way to play and we were doing a good job of that in the second half just um you know we just weren't getting that first down on second down had some third downs and and uh, they did a good job getting us off the field what was it like being out there again after such a long break longest break in the season with you not playing in your career uh did you feel any rust early on in that game just what was it like being back out there you know it was good to be back out there and competing you know i missed my first throw to saquon but after that you know i thought i uh, started getting into a good rhythm and making some good you know some nice throws Finally, what does it seem to do to get over the hump? It just seems like sometimes teams can find ways to win. The team seems to find ways to lose, at least so far this year. What, just as a team, do you guys need to do to get over that hump to finally break this losing yeah, I mean, streak? Yeah, it's just, it's just uh, you know, we, we got to help out our defense. Um, you know, they played great in the first half, and, and we were scoring and doing good. Second half, we you know, we got we to gotta score. We got to score points, and you got, you know, they were on the field too long, and, and uh, we just, you know, had too many, you know, uh, three and outs and didn't, didn't have enough long drives and didn't score points when we needed to. Thank you, Eli. I appreciate it. That's Giants quarterback Eli Manning to our second microphone. It's in front of the locker of Sterling Shepard. Um, so that's no good for the defense. Uh, I thought like they played great today. Sterling, extra time. Yeah, thank you. Sterling, what uh, the I mean, they, they win a lot of man in the first half. Uh, I have to go back and look, but I'm high, so... Um, you know, I figure out an answer for that. Nine straight losses and ties a franchise record from 1976. Yeah, I'm not worried about any of that. Uh, you know, you got to have a short memory here, and uh, we're trying to get a win, so it's on to the next week. We got to figure out what we got to clean up in the film study, and uh, that's that. I get, are you guys just, I mean, how sick and tired are you of? losing i mean it's been since the end of september since this team won a game it's been so long yeah man it's tough and especially with a game like that where uh you start off pretty strong and um you know you, you think you're gonna have another shot to go down there and score and you don't i mean it's tough man but um we got to keep on going we'll figure this thing out and whenever we figure it out um i feel like the train is going to keep rolling when you hear that's Sterling shepherd i'm going to slide over there now and it looks like can't tell from behind. I think that's Golden Tate. Yes, it is. He's addressing the media. Let's listen into Golden as he talks. One of the best out there. Um, you know, but at the same time, he can't do it by himself. Um, we all got to be a little bit better. Um, you know, there was some, some, some times he was pressured. There was some times we were slow out of our routes or we didn't get open. So we all just got to help him. When you're in these games, you know, frustrates on top of these games, are you when you're in them and you just can't get over the hump on top of the emotion? It's uh, it's it's very, very, very frustrating. I mean, you look back at this, you know, the games we played up to this point. Every single game, going into the fourth quarter, we are in the game. Uh, you know, we just we got to get over that hump and find a way to to make some plays. I mean, we we scored zero points in the, in the second half. Had how, I mean, how many first downs do we have? 
I, I, yeah, so I mean, we, we could not get into a flow the second half, um, and that's that's tough. Uh, we got to find a way to, to to catch a rhythm. Um, you know, when we're moving the ball, we're hard to we're hard to do it. You don't know if you're, you don't know if we're going to run it, pass it, trick play, whatever it may be. So we just gotta, you know, we got we got to look at it and. And, and fix that that second half problem. I mean, that, and that's happened a couple of times this year. A number of different ways have happened, or instances have happened during this losing streak, Golden. How difficult is it to fight the defeatist mentality? It's like, what possibly could go wrong this time? I try not to have that mentality. I, I, I look at each day as an opportunity to, to get better, to go play the game that I love so much. Uh, I look at you know each game. With the same mentality, thinking we're going to go out here and win the game um, by all means, by all means possible, um, and it's kind of a letdown once the game is over and you look back at it like, man, we had that game. You know, we we did some really, really good things, and then we just stopped all of a sudden. So it's tough, man. It's it's tough. Um, but as a professional, you got to show up and, and do your job the best you can regardless of what happens on a Sunday or a Monday night. Um, and that is, what, that's, that is what it is. Cool. It's tough to see on the replay. If there was some better protection on that flea flicker in the second half, were you deep over the middle? Or it, it looked like you might have gotten behind the defense on that. I think, I think all the receivers might have been open on that, that play. Um, you know, we, we studied film, and they played exactly how we thought they would play it. They played the sticks, right? Yeah, I mean, as soon as we handed off their safeties and the guys who were deep came sprinting up to, to stop it, probably trying to think, you know, think they're going to get some great field position when we when we punted. And we all, I think all the receivers ran by them. It just, you know, it didn't play out well, obviously. And that's one of the misplays that we had this, tonight. That's Golden Tate. I'm going to slide over here. Janoris Jenkins is addressing the media. We're going to jump in on Jack Rabbit here as he discusses this game with everybody. Here's Jack Rabbit. Yeah, and Jackrabbit's done, so we're not going to join Jackrabbit. Uh, we're in the locker room following the Giants' overtime loss to the Philadelphia Eagles down here in Philadelphia. Uh, it is brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York football Giants. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have some more reaction to the Giants' loss here in Philly right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Metal with you as the Giants fell to the Eagles 23-17 to in overtime. We are expecting to hear from Saquon Barkley in a little bit as the Giants once again lost in heartbreaking fashion. It's now nine straight losses for this team that matches a franchise record set back in 1976 when they won, when they lost, excuse me, their first nine games. Let's head to the locker of Saquon Barkley. Let's listen in. Um, we didn't make plays. Did they make any adjustments? Or um, I mean, well, they probably gave a little more too high, but I don't think they did anything crazy. Um, they just more, made more plays than us. It's frustrating not having a chance to even touch the ball in overtime. You didn't get the ball there at the end of the regulation either. Uh, yeah, um, definitely frustrating. Uh, but, you know, that's the position I play. Sometimes the game prevents you from, you know, I guess being being involved. And um, I was I was ready. Um, off in the line, I was ready uh, for if we got the rock back. Um, we already knew the mindset was going to be a lot of a lot of ground and pound, a lot of running the ball. Um, but 
the Eagles offense made a lot of plays and went down and scored to finish the game. You call that flea flicker. I mean, are you thinking you have a chance of a big play in that spot? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you look at the play and uh, you go back, we got guys wide open. Um, no. He's got to do a better job all around. What was it like with Eli back out there? How long did it take for everyone to kind of get into a rhythm with him? Uh, I don't think it took long for anyone to get a rhythm at all. Um, it's 10. Uh, you know, 10 to go out there and do what he does best. Um, he's a great, great player, um, you know, and he, he played lights out for it today. Uh, but as a team overall, we got to find a way to finish and win the game. You're a captain, so you, know, you can sum this up. What's just kind of the mindset of this team right now? Lost nine in a row, couple of months Lost nine in a row. I mean, everyone's upset. Everyone's frustrated. Um, no one likes losing, um, especially how many times we've lost in the way that we're losing games. Um, we're a way more talented team than what we are, but your record record shows who you are, and we're not playing up to our potential and to the talent that we have for this team. Um, it sucks. It's annoying. Um, it's frustrating, but we got to come to work um, and just figure it out and keep working. 5-11 and 11 last year, and then now this 2-11. and 11. Does this in any way impact or change your view of what this team is capable of doing? All, all this losing? We're capable of doing. Mm, we're just not doing it. We're not going out there. We're not winning games. Um, we're up 17-3 on the team, and uh, they find a way to win the game. We get the ball first on offense. Uh, we don't make nothing happen right away. Um, and you see what the Eagles were able to do when they got the ball um, in the second half. Um, that's what you know. That's what we got to get to. We're we're a talented team, um, but the good teams and the great teams, uh, you know, find a way find a way to make plays in critical situations. And that's what we haven't done all year, all year. Um, and we got to find a way to get better than that. And that takes time and repetition. Um, and uh, you know, we got three games left to figure it out, and uh, we just go back home uh, against the Dolphins and you know, try to finish the season off strong. Given what was at stake tonight, and given the lead that you guys have, is this an inexcusable loss for you guys? Uh, every loss is an inexcusable loss. Mm. That's Saquon Barkley, and I think that was uh, a good way to end it there. He said it sucks, it's annoying, it's frustrating to sum up the nine-game losing streak. Um, I was going to wrap it up, but we got Darius Slayton over here talking to the media. So let's jump in on Darius. You know, I've used to motivate me. Surprised were you that the Giants called? Uh, pretty surprised. You know, I, I didn't really talk to them very much in the pre-draft process, so it was, it was a pretty big surprise that they called. What was it like getting rid of them with Eli today having 10 behind center? Um, it's a lot of fun, you know. He's a, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, it's my first game, having the honor to play with him. And, um, you know, unfortunately we came out losing him, but, um, you know, we, we uh, did our best. What went right for you guys in the second quarter when you really got going there making those big plays down the field? Yeah, um, I think we had some explosive plays. Uh, we're running the ball really well also. Um, you know, just uh, we're executing at a high level. Anything they did defensively differently to you guys in the second half, or was it simply a lack of execution on, on, on the offense as part of all, as a whole? Um, not so much them. It, it was more so us. You know, we just got to execute um, top to bottom. All eleven guys got to do their job. You guys only had thirty yards of offense in the second half. What do you think was the biggest issue? Um, just one little stagnant. You know. Um, yeah. Just got to find a way to keep moving the chains and making plays. How frustrating seeing what you guys can do in that first half and then not being able to, to replicate in the second. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's just pretty frustrating. You know, that, you know, we weren't able to come away with the win more than anything. Um, you know, you have you have highs and lows in games, but um, at the end of the day, you know, coming away with the W is what's important. So, um, you know, just trying to find a way to keep executing to get a win. That's Darius Slayton.
now we're done here in Philadelphia because they are getting ready to go and we need to get on that bus and get our stuff on the truck. So uh, let's wrap it up and throw it back to Lance and Jeff Eagles. They'll take you the rest of the way from New York, guys. All right, thank you so much, John. The Saquon Barkley back and forth with reporters was brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the New York Giants as the Giants fall to the Eagles 23-17 in overtime. Carson Wentz connecting with Zach Ertz for a short touchdown as the Eagles walked off by six points. And that means that now the Giants have lost nine in a row. We'll step aside, come back. We'll run you through final stats. A little bit later on, Jeff Fiegels will join me, and we'll also get to your phone calls at 877-337-6666. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Eli Manning, and you're listening to Giants Football on WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as the Giants fell to the Eagles 23-17 in overtime in Philadelphia. Their ninth straight loss, and that sets a franchise record that was first recorded in 1976 when the Giants lost their first nine games. Let's run you through tonight's stats brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp. Eli Manning, 15 of 30, 203 yards. He had two touchdown passes to Darius Slayton, who finished with five receptions for 154 yards, but he was silenced and shut out in the second half. The Giants' power report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground tonight, 20 rushes for 73 yards, under 4 yards per carry. Saquon Barkley had 17 for 66. So Saquon has yet to surpass the century mark on the ground since week two. He had 100-plus rushing yards in weeks one and weeks two. Then he had the high ankle sprain, and since he's returned, he has failed to get over that 100-yard mark. In addition to Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard, four catches for 28 yards. Everybody else had three receptions or less. Saquon Barkley actually had three catches, but it only led to one yard. And this, to me, sums up... Just the overall offensive struggles as of late. The Giants have now scored less than 20 points in four of their last five games. It is very hard, regardless of what your defense does, to walk away with Ws when you can't even get to 20 points week in and week out. On the Eagles side of things, Carson Wentz, 33 of 50, 325 yards. He had two touchdown passes, both going to his tight end, Zach Ertz, including the game winner in overtime. Ertz, nine receptions for 91 yards, did the bulk of his damage in the second half. Boston Scott, six catches for 69 yards. Dallas Goddard, their other tight end, three for 41. The majority of the Eagles passing game was short passes and yak yardage after that. And Boston Scott, I think, spells that out with his six catches for 69 yards. Even Greg Ward Jr., their wide receiver, four for 34. And Josh Perkins chipping in with five for 37. But if you look at the long passes to each one of them, the longest pass in this game was 30 yards to Zach Ertz. Everything else was... 28 or less, and a lot of the catches ended up for just the teens in terms of total yardage, but it was mostly yak yardage, not necessarily deep throws down the field. On the ground, the Eagles ran 32 times for 118 yards. Boston Scott had 10 for 59 and a touchdown. They made it 17-10. Miles Sanders was roughed up in the second half of this game. 
but he did finish with 15 for 45. The Giants managed to sack Carson Wentz three times. O'Shea Zimenez was responsible for two of them. Antoine Bethay led the team in tackles with 13, 10 solo, one for a loss, and one pass defense, which was right in the red zone. The Eagles sacked Eli Manning two times as Vinnie Curry was responsible for both of them. Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby were tied for the team lead for Philadelphia with five tackles apiece. In terms of the team statistics, here's a few numbers that jump off the page. First of all, the Giants were 2 of 12 on third down. That was another big issue that has carried over throughout the course of this season. How about time of possession? The Eagles had the ball for 42 minutes and 51 seconds. Now, that's not necessarily a surprise. Philadelphia coming in sixth in the NFL in time of possession. The Giants, 21 minutes and 59 seconds. So that means that the Eagles had the ball for double the amount of time nearly than the Giants. The difference is the Eagles cashed in on that time of possession. They were 3-for-4 in the red zone. The Giants 0-for-1 in the red zone and, of course, settling for the two touchdowns but no points in the second half. So third down issues, red zone issues, and the inability to keep drives alive is what stalled the Giants in the second half and added up to a 23-17 loss in overtime. The injury report brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Life years ahead. Multiple Giants beat writers who have been in the locker room are reporting that Kevin Zeitler was walking around with a boot on his right foot and was also on crutches. Pat Shermer did not detail anything beyond that, but it does look like the Giants could be without their starting right guard moving forward perhaps for the duration of the season. The player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of Local 825 Operating Engineers, ELEC 825 Building Our Future, and the player of the game who did all of his damage in the first half, Darius Slayton. Five catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. This was his first game with Eli Manning. We heard from him in the locker room a few minutes ago and said that he had no problem getting on the same page with Eli Manning, which was clearly well-documented in the first 30 minutes of the game, but two targets in the second half and not much of a factor, but you could say the same thing for just about the entire offense. We will step aside when we come back. We'll get you caught up with some news and notes around the league. We'll also take you through the highlights and find out how the Giants once led this game 17-3, to yet are staring at a 23-17 loss in overtime, which is their ninth consecutive loss in 2019. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Darius Slayton, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. For more game analysis, check out Giants Rewind with Carl Banks and John Schmelk on all your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com and the Giants mobile app, the day after every Giants game. So let's find out how we got to that final score as the Giants now have lost nine in a row, matching a franchise record set in 1976. As we take you through tonight's highlights, brought to you by Taco Bell. Have a giant hunger? Well, pick up a Taco 12-pack from Taco Bell today. Sometimes you just got to live mas. We picked things up late in the first quarter. Both teams combined for four punts and a fumble in the first five possessions. Giants took over at their own 43 with 2.57 to go in the quarter. After Eli Manning completed an eight-yard pass to Sterling Shepard, the Giants picked up 17 total yards on the next three plays. All runs, two by Saquon Barkley, one by Shepard. And just like that, it was first and 10 at the Philly 32-yard line. The Giants eventually faced the second and 15 at the 37. Eli connected with Caden 
Smith for two yards for the final play of the first quarter, setting up a third and long, and New York shook things up on the very first play of the second. Manning takes the snap, he's back, fires one left, completes it, and then running out of a tackle is Slayton. He's to the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Giants! 35 yards on a third and 13, and Eli Manning puts the Giants ahead on the first play of the second quarter. That capped a seven-play, 57-yard drive in just over three minutes. Oldrick Rosas tacked on the extra point. Giants took a 7-0 lead. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, the Eagles took over at their own 25. After picking up one first down, Carson Wentz started to find some openings in the Giants' defense. He connected with his tight end, Zach Ertz, on consecutive plays for 54 total yards, setting up a first and goal at the 9. Wentz found Greg Ward in the end zone for a touchdown, but a holding penalty against guard Brandon Brooks took the score off the board, and the Eagles were backed up to the 19. Miles Sanders picked up seven total yards on the next two plays combined, and Philly faced a third and goal at the 12. The Giants defense regrouped. O'Shane Zimenez sacked Wentz, forcing Philly to settle for a Jake Elliott 34-yard field goal. It was 7-3 Giants with just over nine and a half minutes to go in the first half. After the ensuing kickoff went for a touchback, New York took over on its own 25. After Saquon Barkley ran for three, Eli aired it out, hooked up with Slayton for 42 yards down the left sideline. In the blink of an eye, Giants were back in Eagles territory at the 30. Eli completed his next two passes to Slayton and Shepard for 17 total yards. That set up second and three from the Philly 13. Barkley picked up four yards on the ground, but on the next play, Eli mishandled the snap and fumbled the ball. Fortunately, it was kicked backwards, and Barkley jumped on it for no gain. On second and goal, Eli threw over the middle into the end zone for Golden Tate, but Malcolm Jenkins deflected the ball at the last second, leading to an incomplete pass. Eli then failed to connect with Shepard in the back right corner of the end zone. Giants settled for a Rosas 34-yard field goal. New York padded its lead 10-3. Missed opportunities again in the red zone for the Giants. After both teams combined for three straight three and outs, Giants took over on their own 16-yard line with a buck 46 to go in the first half and went to work in a two-minute drill. Barkley ran for 15 total yards on the first two plays of the drive. Then Manning connected with Slayton and Barkley for 14 total yards, making it second and eight at their own 45-yard line. After an incomplete pass to Slayton, on the next play, Eli looked to make up for it. Manning calls out signals. Barkley, his protector to his left. Manning back to throw. He's going to lob one down the left side. He's got a receiver wide open. It's caught at the 20, to the 15, to the 10, and into the end zone for a touchdown. Yes! Darius Slayton again! Well, that's a great job by Eli Manning, seeing the blitz and his receiver just blowing by two defenders there. A 55-yard touchdown pass on a third and eight. Manning to Slayton again. That kept a six-play, 84-yard drive and a buck 19. That is tonight's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. With every Giant scoring drive this season, Investors Bank will donate $250 to Casa of New Jersey to help New Jersey's kids in foster care. This was Slayton's third multi-touchdown game of the season. Also caught a pair of scores against the Lions and Jets. Rosas added the extra point. Giants jumped out to a 17-3 lead, which would be the score at the half. Skip ahead to the fourth. It was now 17-10 Giants. After the Giants were forced to punt for the fifth straight time in the second half, Philly took over at its own 15-yard line with 8-10 to go in the quarter. The Eagles eventually faced the third and 10 at the 15. Wentz's pass intended for Greg Ward fell incomplete, but Sam Beal was called for illegal contact, and the Eagles had a fresh set of downs. Later in the drive, Philly faced a fourth and one at its own 29. Doug Peterson kept his offense on the field, and it paid off as Wentz kept it himself, picked up two yards. A few plays later on third and fourth at 37, Wentz 
floated one down the right sideline where J.J. Ortega-Whiteside came through with a 22-yard catch, and Philly moved into Giants territory first and 10 at the 41. Wentz found Dallas Goddard for 28, then Ward for 12, and just like that, it was first and goal at the 1. Sanders lost two yards on the ground. Then Wentz's pass to Ward was deflected by Antoine Bethea. So on third and goal at the two, the Eagles turned back to the guy who has given the Giants headaches. Wentz over center. Scott, the tailback. Wentz on a play fake. Back to throw to the end zone. Touchdown, Ertz. He got it away just in time as Golden was bearing down on him. And Wentz hits Ertz for the touchdown with 1.53 to go. That capped a 14-play, 85-yard drive at 6-17. Elliott tacked on the extra point. Eagles tied the game at 17, overcoming a 14-point deficit. Following the touchdown, each team punted, and the game went to overtime. Eagles won the toss, got the ball first at their own 25. Wentz dumped it off to Sanders for 11. Then Boston Scott picked up 25 yards on the ground to move the Eagles into Giants territory at the 39. Wentz hooked up with Josh Perkins for 13, and two plays later, on 2nd and 10 from the 26, Wentz found Ward for 8, making it 3rd and 2 at the 18. Sanders managed to wiggle out of traffic for 10, and it was 1st and goal at the 8. Scott ran up the middle for 6, and on the very next play, Philly once again turned to its X-Factor. Wentz back, throws one right, wide open, Ertz for the touchdown! Michael, How did he get that open? Michael Thomas had him at first. And he runs right up the seam. Right up the seam. They're having a discussion, the Giants defenders, but too little, too late. The Giants squander a 17-3 halftime lead. And they lose in overtime. 23-17. Philadelphia with two touchdowns in the second half to tie it and a touchdown in overtime on the first possession to win it. That was the Giants' turning point to the game. Listen to Boomer and Geo on our flagship station, WFAN, tomorrow morning in the 9 a.m. hour for the Giants' turning point contest. The first correct caller to name the game's turning point will win a pair of tickets to the Giants' play against the Dolphins on December 15th. Eight plays, 75 yards in 450. Giants never touched the ball in OT. Eagles scored 20 unanswered points in the second half and the extra session to win 23-17. And now the Giants are in the midst of a nine-game losing streak, which matches a franchise record set back in 1976 when they lost their first nine games of the season, and that was a season in which a head coach lost his job as a result. We will step aside when we come back. Jeff Fiegels will join me. We'll continue to recap the latest heartbreak for the Giants and what lies ahead in their final three games of the season as they will look to regroup at home on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Hey, this is X-Man here, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Alongside Jeff Fiegels, I'm Lance Meadows. So glad you could stay up late with us as we are recapping the Latest setback for the Giants, a 23-17 loss to the Eagles in overtime. They led 17-3 at the half, but the Eagles scored 20 unanswered points, including the touchdown to walk off with a victory in OT. The network more people rely on gives you more. Get amazing rewards like NFL tickets and once-in-a-lifetime experiences with Verizon up only on Verizon. So, Jeff, when we were talking at the break of this game, we were mentioning Eli Manning, the ability to throw the ball down the field, Darius Slayton looking good. Yep. 
And then that pretty much was the end of the offensive continuity because the second half was a completely unrecognizable team. Well, the, the tale of two halves, like we've said before, um, if you want to talk about the second half, it was all about third downs. Um, you know, they couldn't, they didn't uh, convert any of the third downs. The Eagles went on long drives. And if you look at that time of possession for the game, 42 to 20, whatever it was, that's the story of this game. The, the Giants were unable to keep the, their offense on the field. And then when the Eagles came on the field, they were able to make third downs. They were 9 of 21 on the, on the, uh, on the night. That's 42%. That's a three three percent yeah, less right than around they are. their average, and um, you know, and we mentioned it in our pregame show about the Eagles. They are a team that love to take long, long drives and control the time of possession, and then beat you. Um, they were the thing that got me about this, Lance. And you and I were talking throughout the game as the Eagle players just continued to go down, and they were carting guys off. Remember, coming into this game, Aguilar was was ruled was out inactive. of it. This team has had a lot of injuries. But this Giants team couldn't even beat a team today where they were bringing guys off the street two weeks ago on this football team. So that that's that's a little bit concerning to me. Well, you bring up a great point, Jeff. This is a team that lost Alshon Jeffrey early in the game, one of their top wide receivers. That means that they were left with two active wide receivers. One was Greg Ward Jr., who only had one year of experience. And then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who is a rookie wideout out of Stanford. So you're talking about limited experience for the two guys that are healthy. And that's why they were forced to utilize running backs and tight ends. Yeah. That was their personnel groupings in the entire second half. Well, the one thing, too, is that you know... You know, the, if okay, so who, who are they going to go to? They're going to go to their number one receiver. And the thing that happened at the end of the game, which really bothers me, is that how the Giants can't cover the number one receiver for the Eagles, which is Zach Ertz. Okay, the total miscommunication between Thomas and Ogletree on that last play. I don't know how a guy can get that wide open in the end zone to Untouched. lose the game. To lose the game. You know, and uh, you just, you don't, it's just, listen, the time of possession, Eli at the second, in the second half was just completely non-existent. I think he threw for 24 yards in the second half. Um, and the offense just did nothing, and the defense got worn down. They really did. The defense got worn down. We were watching a game. You could just see how tired these guys were. On that last drive in overtime, the Eagles take the ball and just go right down the field and win the game. Well, and this goes back to the lack of complementary football, which is something that which we've talked saw, about, Jeff. Which you saw in the first half. Correct. Which but, was which was how they got up on that's how they get up on the team. Now, if you want to take some of the good things away in this game, the Giants did not turn the football over for the first time this season, and they and that's that's a that's a good start. But it also starts with number ten that he doesn't. You know, he he yes, he throws interceptions, but he's not a fumbler. Um, and so did mishandle a snap, but fortunately they recovered it today. And you know what? After the replay, you could see it. The snap was, it was a bad snap. Uh, Hall appeal did not put the ball in Eli's hands. Now, whether he pulled out of there early or what have you, but the bottom line is that that's, that's a good thing. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and they did get a takeaway if the defense did, but you know, you can build on those types of things, but this, this is just, this is really, really disturbing. The fact that you can go into and have that type of a half the first half and then come out in the second half and not play good enough. Well, as you noted, they won also the turnover battle for the third time this season, Jeff. The problem is they're 0-3 when they win the turnover battle. And that's not that's not usually the case with that statistic. You know, usually you're winning at least 50% of those. So, um, but, you know, when you, 
when you talk about some of these statistics, and they don't lie to you, um, you know, you're you're winning 17 to three at the half, and then you go into the second half and you don't score any points. Okay, um, Slayton basically disappeared in the second half. You heard coach say that you know they just they didn't have enough possessions as far as the beat plays on the field to get him the ball. So it's not what the Eagles did; it's what the Giants didn't do to take him off there. Um, and then you just have the ineffectiveness on third downs, and that's the story of the game. It really is. They ran 32 plays, Jeff, in the first half for 204 yards, and they got two touchdowns. They ran 20 plays in the second half for 30 yards. All of the drives in the second half, three plays negative 10 yards, four plays 17 yards, three plays 5 yards, four plays 16 yards, three plays negative 5 yards, three plays 7 yards. And the reason I'm bringing that up, you talked about how the defense got worn down. That's no way to help your defense when you're averaging three to four plays per possession. You're not switching the field because you're barely getting into Eagles territory. And yeah, the Eagles then said to themselves, hey, if we put together lengthy possessions and then, of course, cap them off with touchdowns, we're going to, little by little, wear down that Giants defense. And that's exactly what they did. Momentum. So you saw the Giants had the momentum in the first half. And what did they do? They were converting. They were throwing the football. They were making completions. And protecting the defense. And they were also running the football. Um, then in the second half, the Giants had no momentum. And either did the Eagles at, at first. And then as, they, as the game went on, the defense wore down. The momentum changed. And really that last drive to go and tie the game and then to win the toss and get the ball, um, you know, that's the one thing about overtime in the NFL. If the other team scores, you're done. And that's what they did. So you got to get a stop as a defense, kick a field goal, and then you got a chance to get the ball back and wear the tie, or even you go down and score. But they never had a chance. They never did. And the momentum swung towards the Eagles' way. And they just, uh, you know, the Eagles looked, or the Giants looked gassed on that last drive. You could just see these guys just really, really sucking air going down that field. It was bad. Well, we saw a lot of missed tackles on the last two drives, Jeff. Okay. And, that, and that's right there. The missed tackles. Are there? It's not. It's that's being tired. That's not finishing what you have to do. Um, you know the young guys in the secondary. They made some plays today, but they they were. You know uh, Sam Beal continues to learn how to play football. Um, those and he's getting penalties and he, he getting penalties and he doesn't even know they're penalties. Antoine, but they had to tell him one time. It was he thought he made a great play and he says, "Hey, dude, look, there's a flag on the field. That's from you." Um, and you know, these guys contact. will continue to play. Uh, Julian Love is, I, I think, is going to be a really good football player. Um, he missed some tackles today, and those weren't from those weren't from lack of effort. Those were just lack of, I would say, fundamental tackling because he did miss a few that that would have been plays for negative yards that the Eagle guy just kept going for first downs. Yeah, there was an opportunity in the backfield where he was there and then unfortunately could not bring down the offensive player. And as a result, a lot of yak yardage for the Eagles. Because as I mentioned, they did not have a vertical threat in this game, Jeff, once Alshon Jeffrey went out of the game. You could argue they really haven't had a vertical threat all season once Deshaun Jackson was sidelined. Well, and you know what? Once he went out and he he played three games this year, you could see that 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 offense was the reason they brought him in was to get a vertical threat. And then when it was gone... The offense struggled all season yeah, and continued to struggle. And you could even see into this game. So offensively for the Eagles, what they had to do is they had a game plan around a depleted uh, offensive receiving core. And then really, you know, Sanders is a guy that you can throw the ball to out of the backfield. And, of course, you got the two healthy 
tight ends in Ertz and Goddard, and those are your two big guys. In fact, they had a third wide receiver, a third tight end was playing. Josh Perkins, wide receiver today. So, um, but the fact is, is that these guys, this they didn't make enough plays to win the game, and it was there for the taking. It really was. It looked like a an Eagles. T- you know, I, I I have some Eagles friends of mine that are big Eagles fans texting me tonight. Are we really that bad? I mean, this is just like I said. Well, just wait. You never know. Um, but the fact is, is that they 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 wanted to win. They had a lot more to play for. The Eagles are still fighting for that NFC East, and somebody's got to win it. Um, and you know, they got they got a good one today, and they came back and they earned the win. Yeah, they moved to six and seven, so they're tied with the Cowboys. The Cowboys, of course, hold the tiebreaker right now because they beat Philadelphia head to head. But those two teams are going to meet later on in the season in Week 16. So, yeah, we knew what the storylines were coming in. We talked about it in the pregame, Jeff, the Eagles in terms of ending a three-game losing streak, trying to stay mathematically head-to-head with the Cowboys, but the Giants knowing you could play spoiler. And if you're the Giants, you had the Eagles exactly where you wanted them at the half. Yeah, it was just, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, the Eagles' defense was able to play good for one half, and then they just kind of let it go again. And, um, you know, as much as we talked about wanting to play the spoiler role, you got to be able to compete to be able to be that spoiler, and they just couldn't finish the game. This game, Jeff, was a microcosm of the season. No question. Right? The Giants have shown flashes this uh, season. We talk about the same things every week. We talk about the pregame. We talk about it in a postgame. It's turnovers, which we didn't have to talk about today, which was a good thing. But what do we talk about? We talk about third downs. We talk about time of possession. We talk about penalties. These are things that lose you football games, and it continues to happen, and you have to ask questions why. Well, the big question is, why was it a tale of two halves? When we come back, we'll explore that and also look ahead to the Giants' final three games. They're going to return home a quick turnaround Sunday, host the Miami Dolphins, another team that has struggled this season. Will the Giants find a way to get back on the winning track? We'll get into that and more as we move forward. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegel's with you here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point as the Giants fell to the Eagles in overtime 23-17. Zach Ertz, a walk-off touchdown in OT. We'll be back right after this. And we will be back with more of your phone calls coming up at 877-337-6666. But we want to right now say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network. The final score once again, 23-17. The Eagles outlast the Giants in overtime. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hestoy Truck.